Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You are listening to episode number 113 of the Awesomers Podcast series, and all you need to do is go to awesomers.com slash 113 to find today's show notes and details. Now, today is part three of a three-part series with Omer Kakir, and Omer, again, is a full-time entrepreneur and specializes really around the Amazon marketplace platforms, both as an FBA seller and an FBM seller, but he's dealt with many other e-commerce platforms as well. Now, he does some consulting, and he also has a new business related to the video um, clip making and uh, it's really a clever way of attacking this problem of getting simple straightforward and high converting videos onto whether it's an Amazon listing or just a uh, product detail page on an e-commerce this can have a significant impact to a positive impact by the way to conversion when the videos are done right and because of his experience working for large companies even public companies uh, he understands how this process works and how to just get it right and keep it simple. So let's jump into today's episode. This is part three of three right now. Okay, we're back again, everybody. Steve Simonson joined by Omir Kakar. Still good? Kakir, this time. Kakir, oh, yeah. <laughs> Two out of three, you know. Uh, okay. It's only a matter of time, honestly. This, that many swings, uh, I'm going to miss the ball. So, um, uh, Omir, tell me this, um, you know, We've talked up until now about some of your experience and some of your recommendation as it relates to video and, and kind of how you started in your own business. Uh, but t today I want to talk a little bit more about um, how did you, uh, you know, when you, when you decided to develop this, this video service, uh, and we'll have the, the show notes uh, to the clip guys and, and uh, any Empowery special offers there as well. But how did you decide to make that a separate standalone business from your consulting business that you did? So what I do usually is when I try a new project, um, I look for some help. Not uh, So what I did with this clip guys, I hired, uh, because my office is near uh, uh, one big university and one like mid-sized college here. So I hired a part-time uh, student to help me uh, just for this particular, for the clip guys. And so he he is helping me to do all the like customer communication or finding out new clients or like doing all the shooting and things like that. Um, so he's helping me on that. But uh, I kind of like create the project and I kind of babysit the project for 
three to six months, then I leave someone to do it. So that's why I have other people uh, that, are, that they are managing all day-to-day operations right now. That's like for the project that I created three years ago, four years ago. I am actually okay to travel anywhere in the world. I don't need to be any place or any office space. Uh, most of my meetings are conference calls, even though I have clients all over the world. So uh, I always pay attention to not stuck on in anything more than a couple of weeks. So Code Guys, I already had the uh, business idea in my mind in, in, in probably more than two years. And I waited the right moment and um, I already had access to talent to do the production, shooting or post-production or hand models, everything needed for it. Um, yeah, so right now, uh, probably after this holiday season, it will have its own full-time dedicated like a manager and then it can be, I am even okay to spin it off and then let some people uh, some ownership and because yeah. i'm not obsessed with bottom line i'm more obsessed with like trying new ideas and what can i learn from them i'm already having a enough and decent life uh i prefer more 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 knowledge or more experience than than more more money here definitely so um no, I like um, that as a model. So let me let me just review uh, this if I can for the benefit of the customers out there listening. So as you embark upon a new idea, right? So you've got this, <clears throat> excuse me, I call them harebrained schemes from time to time, but you've got this new idea in, in your head and you say, all right, I'm going to make this kind of ready to be a standalone business. I'm going to nurture it for some period of time, you know, two to six months. And then I'm going to position that business in a way that the existing help and maybe you know some management help can let it run on its own without requiring me day to day. Is that if I got yes. that summarized correctly? Yes, exactly. So it's it's all started with my seed money, my personal time, uh, which I spent uh, my last my two months. Maybe it's gonna be a little uh, more than that uh, next three four months, and I I like to keep everything uh documented as much as possible so that it's not going to be hey, can you show me how you do this the kind of things so when we need to hire a person uh, uh in two days or three days that person is already on the board so we everything we use it's all in uh, google drive there's nothing saved in anyone's laptop things like that um yeah so you're right it's to me it's more important to uh, make it scalable, and I don't want to be an ob- obstacle at the end to scale any business. Uh, right. I'm still new, like I'm less than two years old entrepreneur, but uh, I have I have made good progress, uh, and it's making me even more competent for a, a like bigger bigger picture in the next five years. I would say. So I think that's a a couple important points there. The first is we have limited resources any of us as human beings, but uh, entrepreneurs. And those resources are generally summarized with money, right? There's only a certain amount of capital that you have to to spread around. Uh, Time, right? Time is a finite resource. It's a, you know, if you don't spend it wisely, it goes away. And then energy, right? Where are we going to 
put in our, our physical energy and our mental energy. And if you don't apply those in a, in a way that makes sense, you're, you're less likely to find satisfaction and fulfillment of what you're doing. And clearly, I think you're on the right track, Omir, because you're finding this is fun and it's satisfying. And instead of you chasing money, you're chasing you know, some kind of uh, the opportunity to have fun and be, you know, launch new businesses and have some excitement. That is, and by the way, with highly relevant service provided. So all of that is a much better combo than the people simply chasing money. For the most part, I've found people who develop businesses simply to chase the almighty dollar are often dissatisfied with the outcome. If you try to solve a problem for somebody, you're better off. And if you're wise about those resources I just talked about, you're better off. And then the other thing that you alluded to, and I think this is so important for for everybody out there to pay attention to, is uh, don't be a bottleneck, right? Entrepreneurs are often... Uh, the biggest bottleneck ever. And and you'll hear words like, oh, I'm a perfectionist or whatever. And it's like, I just, I want to just shake that perfectionism right out of people because that is not going to help your business grow. It's not going to help you scale. Omir, what, what's your uh, opinion? Are you a perfectionist? Do I need to shake you? Oh, no, no, I'm not perfectionist. I work with perfectionist people, especially creative people, artists, and I respect them. But that's why uh, I mean, like it takes so many years for an artist to do certain things that may influence the world or influence like people around uh, the artist. Uh, for me, I don't have that much of a long like expectation for an idea to nurture. I think we are in a really live in a short like term life. Everybody has short term uh, expectations right now, especially in the business uh, side of the world. Uh, no one is really making predictions for next 20 years or 10 years anymore. So I'm not a perfectionist. I'm more opportunist. But uh, when you say opportunist, it's not like I follow the opportunity for the sake of money. I want to absorb as much as experience as possible. And at the end, uh, I know that it's going to require some like resource or some sort of like capital to spend and then uh, I am okay to lose money uh, as long as I can still have a okay living it's not gonna be when I look back I'm not gonna call it un unsuccessful if I didn't make three million dollars uh, uh, it's not my like a target sometimes I read some books or, or uh, like some podcasts, they say, okay, write down, you will make $2 million in 2025. Or they have really strict like targets like that, or you will buy your dream house in 2030 or in next 10 years. Or no, I mean, I might still like have a you know, okay house and then have still Toyota or Hyundai. I'm not have, like dream you're driving a BMW or Lexus. Like, that doesn't that doesn't entail to me. I don't know. Maybe some people it's, it attracts them. Uh, I can of course drive Lexus or Brian Devil even today. Uh, it's not like a, something I can't. But I prefer to spend that money to clip guys. So I'm okay to try clip guys and maybe spend thirty thousand dollars, right? And you can go and buy a nice car with that money. It's it's the choice. It's all depends on. Uh, what motivates you? So to me, it motivates uh, to learn new things and then work with, meet with new people, 
So with Clipkaiz, I met with maybe 10 different people uh, and I, I, I came across a lot of different products I never even looked twice. So that's really good for me and, and, and good for people too because they are, at the end, they are happy. I also like that feeling. Uh, when they work with me, they have good things to say. Uh, and they learn from me as well. It's not just I am learning from them, which is also a good thing to nurture this world. It's not like one way always. It's both, it's multidimensional to me. For sure. I, I think that's an important uh, uh, aspect of, you know, anytime we interact with others, it's always a give and take, right? It's you know, the, anybody who's just taking will never win because uh, nobody will want to hang out with them. Everybody who's kind of trying to help. And, you know, what I see and one of the things that I think attracted Empowery to this service is that you guys have a very simple, easy to understand deliverable. And it's something that can have a positive impact. And it's a, it's a problem that needed a solution. And that's one of those things that there are lots of different ways of attacking this and and believe me you guys as you know aren't the first guys with a video camera to make videos right yes <laughs> this, this existed before but the simplicity of defining you need an e-commerce unboxing video you know package abc whatever it is uh that is something that is is well uh reasoned in my opinion and is likely to be well received in the marketplace as a result so uh, i love that i think kudos to you it's true what they say, money makes the world go round, and therefore we're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back after this. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Uh, let's think about five years from now. And you have a lot of experience, you know, working with, you know, Apple uh, stores, Best Buy and, and e-commerce and Amazon and so forth. You have a lot of experience that's relevant. What do you think is going to happen in e-commerce in the next five years? Uh, or, or actually just pretend it's five years from now. What does the world look like from an e-commerce perspective? Yeah, I think it's going to be... Uh pretty much dominated by Amazon, but not like Amazon is really uh, dominating the market. Uh, like people will still have other choices, you know, it's not like a mandatory thing. So uh, it's gonna be a lot easier for people to uh, even find something cheaper than Amazon. It's not, it's not that easy right now because nobody has the selection as much as Amazon variety in terms of like, when you're looking to buy something or even you just search anything on Amazon, you may have 50,000 search results and then Walmart or other places, 3,000, 2,000. And after first or second page, there are even irrelevant search results. So one thing um, Amazon right now uh, like has, right, it's the variety, it's the, like uh, the, the uh, SKUs available, but others are going to catch up. So uh, eventually it's going to be, more uh, equal play field for other players because um, eventually everybody will have their listings on Amazon and Walmart and I don't know other a couple other places uh, as well so uh, right now sometimes I feel I have to shop from Amazon because they own they are the only one 
So, and that doesn't feel good to me because I feel I have no choice to make other than going Amazon. So it's not going to be worse when I say that Amazon might have a bigger market share, but others will have a more equal, uh, uh, like a skills or at least uh, like a play field. But uh, what's going to happen is it's, which is more dangerous to all the sellers. Um, Amazon will dominate with its brand within the Amazon. It's not like, uh, you feel you're obligate, obligated to buy from Amazon, but when you enter the Amazon, now you're probably uh, pushed to buy a, a brand owned by Amazon. So they have more than 150 brands and they're launching like crazy. They don't even do any press release or anything. And some of them are even secret. Uh, some of them they say uh, exclusively for Prime or made made by Amazon or sometimes Amazon Basics, Amazon Elements, or they have this towel brand pins on by Amazon. Sometimes it's obvious, sometimes it's really hidden. You can't quite sell, but just because they sit on that data and that data tells them how much opportunity in every product segment um, and because of their uh, established sourcing network already with the vendor, cap uh, vendor central, they have worked with uh the biggest players in the, in the market for every product category so they know where people buy things or where the where to go to buy those manufacturers and they have their even couple hundred people sourcing team in china and other 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 places so uh it is going to be really really hard for a seller to start a business on amazon unless that product is super different or something totally new so right now i see people they simply um, buy things from aliexpress or china or other places and just repackage or relabel them and sell them uh, because market is growing and and because i don't have um, i don't think amazon has brands that much with that much variety or or a brand for every single category but right now on certain categories, I see Amazon has that banner, see from our brands or shop from our brands, and it's a huge thing you can't really miss. And when you look at the prices, it is so cheap and so nicely presented and so good quality, like not highest quality, but for especially mid-level people or low to mid-level people, uh, they have the best and cheapest consumer electronics or apparel or, or home goods, uh, furniture, uh, household cleaning items, baby stuff, nuts, snacks. Like uh, Currently, they have probably covered all the big categories, main categories. Um, so this is going to, yeah, it is going to be tough to resell stuff. You have to be really... Uh, entrepreneur with some skills to innovate uh, a product or create your own demand or do some sort of cool marketing or branding to attract people or convince people to buy your buy your uh, product otherwise what people are doing they're searching they're looking at the price and reviews and then they just buy it whatever it's available on the first page 
Yep, those are ominous words and ominous predictions. I, I generally agree with that. I do think that Amazon is taking uh, its marketplace data and Amazon data at large. It's launching all of these brands, private labels, and, and so forth. And it's collecting all of this uh, data so that it can maximize its own sales using the placement on its own web pages, which it owns. I do also agree that there will be other marketplaces who... Uh, you know, get onto a level playing field. And as long as uh, there are alternatives, I think that uh, sellers, you know, will still have hope. And fundamentally, I can't stress this enough to the awesomers out there listening, just slapping your label on, you know, somebody else's uh, piece of crap, uh, you know, produced from wherever is not a brand. Make a brand, make it unique, make it differentiated. That's what uh, creates value in this world. And that's what is worth um, you know, people buying and talking about, uh, Omir, thanks for the time. Uh, we've, we've gone on, uh, uh, here for, you know, a, a good amount of time. And I, I just want to see if you have any other, uh, words of wisdom for the awesomers before we sign off. Um, no, pursue your dreams and, and success is not a linear upward, like a climb. Uh, there are ups and downs and I feel it every other day. Some days I, I ask myself what the heck I'm doing here. Sometimes I'm over the clouds. I'm so happy. Uh, like I can't even describe how happy I am. So um, just, yeah, just be patient and, and keep doing. And it, it create, try to find your niche and, and create some value. I love it. Very, very well spoken there. Thanks, Omir. Uh, for uh, the customers out there listening, we'll be right back after this. Hey, Amazon Marketplace Professionals, this is Parsimony ERP, and we get one question over and over. Can you please tell me exactly what Parsimony does? Well, we'll try, but this is only a 30-second spot, so we're going to have to hurry. Connect to your Seller Central account and pull all the new orders. Enter the orders with all customer data. Enter all of the Amazon fees and charges. Store them at the item level. Generate profit and loss reports at the SKU level. Automatically generate income statements. Handle multiple companies. Handle multiple brands. Handle multiple currencies. Facilitate budgets and forecasts. Store all customer interactions in a sophisticated CRM system. Manage your supply chain. Project and task management. Maintain an audit log. Hey, you get it. That's parsimony, P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y.com, parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Okay, there you have it, everybody. That's part three of three with Omir Kakir. And I think you will agree, he's got a lot of experience and a lot of energy and, and indeed passion related to these topics and somebody that I think we can all benefit from learning from and, and knowing about. Uh, this is episode number 113 in the Osmers podcast series, and all you have to do is run over to osmers.com slash 113 to find today's show notes and details. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Osmers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again. Awesomers.com.